Would you care to step outside? What are you doing for this? Superman. Oh, sorry, you are you are the last of has to Warning, DC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Hello and welcome to DC on RMD, Batwoman edition on Rain Man Digital. Find us on demand on your favorite podcast provider and remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Today we will be breaking down and discussing the final episode of Batwoman Season 1, Oh Mouse. Uh, a Bruce, a Titan, some kryptonite, and a dead mouse. This one was directed by Amanda Tapping, written by Holly Henderson and Don Whitehead. <sighs> this is it. This is, this is the season finale that, who knows... What is in here that was actually supposed to be season finale material? <laughs> it, it 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 definitely wasn't the season finale. Like <laughs> this this was probably just a there there have been you know previous episodes that like, were better with, season finale within the last five episodes. At least two of them felt more like a finale than this one. Yeah, I, it's weird too because given the circumstances and given that I know why. We're ending here. Why we couldn't get the final two episodes. I feel like it was a good enough cliffhanger. Like, given that I know yeah, yeah. that it was because of the pandemic, because of the virus, because they could only shoot so much before they had to shut production down. I'm glad that we did get some sort of cliffhanger, some point to be like, wow, that gives me something to look forward to next season. I'm not, yeah, I'm not like mad about it. Um, it yeah. wasn't swamp thing. Uh, yeah they but it wasn't a season finale either <laughs> yeah because i i almost expected like i i think the last scene we probably would have seen if we would have got to 22 was bruce and kate running into each other and then that would have been it you know like holy shit what's going on in my head that's how i played out yeah i mean i'm glad i'm glad that we did get to where we got to i'm glad we got to the point of Tommy getting Bruce's face. Well, yeah, because some of the like I have not since we stopped covering Flash. Watch Flash, but I heard Flash wasn't exactly the greatest finale because they were further behind. Were they? I thought they were only like one episode behind. Well, one. Uh, I the way I read it, it just seemed like there was more going on, and they had to do a lot of uh, yeah I explaining mean, I on. Uh, why they chose to go that route, you know, and what does it, it mean for it the also, future? Yeah, it also depends on where their story was at, because maybe they had a lot planned for the last two to three yeah, episodes, yeah. and and they didn't get to wrap any of that up. It, so it just it depends on how they were writing that story for that season. Yeah, that woman being like a I don't know a dark drama almost like a mystery kind of a thing versus flashes borderline sci-fi story there there could be a lot more uh variables in one single episode well honestly i mm -hmm. I, I think what helped you know again with the, the batwoman side of the shortened season is that it wasn't written like an arrow or a flash or legends or supergirl to where we know you know from covering what the ups and downs are going to be. When's the big reveal going to happen? What, when, yeah. when is somebody going to die? Like those things are so like formulated out at this point between, you know, I guess the 20 seasons combined or whatever we're at for all the Arrowverse shows that we almost expect like the legends we just covered the second, to last episode, something major is going to happen then we're going to, or the, you know, two in, and then we're going to have like a recovery episode. Then we're going to go to the finale. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It, it's just the pattern. It's the way it's always run. Um, And so maybe we were lucky because as we've covered the show, we've realized that this isn't the typical CW verse show. It's that, atypical. That they've followed their own rules as far as pacing and storytelling and, not really having a villain of the week, except this week, um, kind of. 
But um, I, I think that's where Batwoman kind of excelled, you know, and was able to be like, yeah, we can cut this short because we have good cliffhanger endings at the end of every fucking episode. Mm-hmm. So you'll be good to go. I mean, it, it it did definitely set the stage for what to expect from season two with, you know, relationships between certain organizations and entities and various characters that we're going to see consistently next season. So like it didn't, I don't know. It didn't not do its job. Yeah. So let's talk about this, uh, the villain of the week this week, which to me, I don't, I didn't even see him as much as a villain of the week as I did a plot device to further the crows versus bat story. Mm-hmm. Um, which is nice because even though it was a villain of the week, technically it wasn't quite set up the same way. Yeah, we- like, yes, obviously that was happening, but it was really there to get Kate in front of her dad in the bat suit. But yeah, the, the uh, it was more of a plot device, and I think that's how you always want to see the the villains of the week handled. That it needs to be not just a hunt for them, but mm-hmm. to actually accomplish something yeah. at the end. I, I almost preferred right. this because initially I was like, who the fuck is this machete guy? How did he find two machetes but not a change of clothes? Um, but then, like, I'm I'm okay with him as a character almost not mattering because yeah, he was a plot device to get these two together. And in doing that, you don't have to focus entirely on like super fleshing out this character and potentially doing fan service for people who like, like and care about this character. You can just kind of do what is necessary for the story and keep things moving. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. And I mean, his whole purpose was to present the issue of the war between the crows and Batwoman um, and to try and get them to team up and then to get betrayal happening. But I mean, it it was interesting too, because this is, um, there's not many people that Kate couldn't take down in the bat suit, but the fact that this guy straight up doesn't register pain, he wrecks Mm -hmm. her. And that's something that we haven't really seen yet. And she still powers through it, so I guess maybe wrecking her is the wrong way to say but that, she, because she's got, like, a shoulder out of place and some ribs cracked or whatever, but she still's like, all right, we're going to fight anyway. But he, he manhandles the hell out of her. He, like, one arm tossed her, like, ten feet. Yeah. Yeah. He's very big and strong. Um, I... I'm really... Not surprised and disappointed at the same time with with how this played out as far as Papa Kane. Like, I'm not surprised that he seemed like he was going to listen to Mary and was like, all right, Batwoman, I'll work with you. And then totally 180'd and betrayed her. I'm not surprised, but I'm still disappointed for Kate. Dude. And I'm upset that they still made me feel that way her, because I was like, nah, come on, man. Like, you know that he's not going to trust her you. Her talking to Mary and fucking like crying, my dad hates me, was fucking rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Also, I think I think we're going to see a, a downward spiral for Jacob. I think we're really going to see him kind of spiral into, I don't want to say madness, but obsession with catching Batwoman. And I think that will almost definitely cause a, I mean, you know, spirals all over the place. Um, A spiral with Batwoman maybe being less um, friendly and more friendly fire with, uh, with various crow agents and, you know, Kate, having a having her relationship with her dad impacted even though he won't be entirely clear why yeah Um, yeah next season's going to be a mess for personal relationships yeah well and i mean think about how like the the big red flag for me is that he had his crow agents on the roof with the bat signal like ready to take down anyone there and they're like manhandling mary like you know shoving her up against the um 
the ledge there to to get her arms behind her back and like you guys you guys gotta know that that's his daughter like there's no way they don't know that you know um and like the fact that he's just like anyone anyone affiliated with batwoman just for just for everyone to know that sound was me doing a a little knife to the throat gesture with my finger but (laughs) it's like it's it is absolutely like obsessive and the fact that he can't even fathom working with a vigilante it's uh it's a tale as old as time for these heroes it's it's remarkable though that not one of the what 10 present crows in the football field could hit a five by five target being, you know, the mouth hole from like eight feet away. I mean, I don't think they were aiming for the head Shoot for the mouth. I mean, I, like, don't, sure, I don't think any one of them the, like the one, almost the closing line of the season for Jacob is that he wants uh, rounds more lethal than a desert eagle. He he wants to shoot to kill. And maybe he didn't 40 minutes ago that day, but like now he does. Yeah. I and I, I think um I think most of those guys though, they're not trained like sniper assassins. They're like Yeah, okay. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I, military I, I training is typically them... shoot for the torso. Well, guess what I would be concerned about if I was a crow? Why are we in a circle shooting at her? <laughs> I'm going to get fucked. Yeah, right? What if someone misses? I, I, I was sitting there, and while I was watching it, I was like, I'm glad Ryan's not covering this show because he'd be like, you know what was so stupid? Military people yeah. would do that. I'm like, okay, well, calm down, buddy. It's a show. Putting your own dudes in danger. Yeah, but I, I was laughing. I was like, oh, they're all good. Especially when she shot up to the roof. <laughs> be like, oh, sorry, Jim. I didn't mean to shoot you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's another reason to for them to avoid aiming for the head because that's a smaller hitbox right there. You know, like that's a smaller area for them to fire on and a greater chance of them like whiffing that bullet and it hitting one well, of their fellow. True, but she also yeah, was, one of their was crouched guys. down for a good portion of the time they were shooting at her too. So Oh no, for oh, yeah. sure. It was it was a mess. So what what do you think is going to happen when, you know, Okay, so we we have this, we have Jacob, and then we have both girlfriends running in trying to be like, hey, what's going on? Like, how is all this going to play out for next season? Like, this is where I always wonder what they had planned for the last two episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because they came in kind of late to the game. They weren't even invited to the party, even though, you know, one of them is technically or both of them are technically the leader um, of of the strike teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why why neither of them were looped in? Be- I mean, because he knows well, that they It's sympathize. literally because he doesn't... Tr- yeah, it, it's straight up because Jacob doesn't trust that Sophie wouldn't, like, go behind the crow's backs to warn Batwoman. Mm-hmm. He, knows she, he knows that she would. That's why she wasn't even told about it at all. Sense. Do... So... Jacob says that, like, the the reason that he doesn't like Batwoman is because his wife's killer would still be an Arkham if not for Batwoman. And, like, one... Currently. We, like, yeah. like, he blames her for the for the breakout at Arkham. Right. And so, one, aren't, haven't, like, all of the Arkham breakouts technically been, um, like, more Alice than Batwoman? And even still, either way, um, the fact that... You know, the killer is dead, and we as the viewers know that, and the immediate Kane family know that. Um, so, like, why why is that the thing that he is projecting as the reason for his rage? Because is he just that upset that, like, within his family they have the secret that they killed somebody? Or is there actually some other reason and no. he's shadowing that? Alice, Alice isn't dead. Alice didn't kill Alice his killed wife. his wife. Oh, that wife. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of two different wives. <laughs> He's looking for wife number yeah, three right that now. Guy, I'm th- I'm thinking yeah, wife number one. The, so the, okay. The first wife okay. he was there burying the body and he moved the body for Kate. He knows that that guy's dead. That guy was never in Arkham. And we don't even know that he killed her. We just know that he found her body and desecrated mm-hmm. it. 
But um, but no, Alice is is out. But he blames Alice on Batwoman. He blames Joker on Batman. That's his whole thing. He thinks that if the vigilantes didn't exist, that these super villains, if you will, wouldn't exist. He thinks that crime grows to meet the height of the vigilantes. It's just, it's, and, it's and weird I don't that think that I agree the, with that. The but. leader of a private military force <laughs> acting as the police force of a city doesn't see that he is like borderline the exact same thing as a vigilante. Yeah. Bold claims from a man like that. Yeah. Look, I have a government <laughs> contract. This is legal. Yeah. We got a license to kill. It's totally yeah, fine. It's whatever. They signed it right here. Clause and, three. And honestly, like Batwoman and like the bats in general do a better job because they do everything they can to not kill people. Whereas like they were just like, fuck it. That guy stopped swinging his machetes around. Shoot him, him down. With the bullets. All every bullet you have unload a full, full magazine. If she him. crumbles forward, continue to shoot because we're going to try to kill Batwoman later. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. It's he is a mess. He is going to become more of a mess next season, confirmed. But uh yeah, now he's looking for the same thing Alice is looking for, kryptonite, but he doesn't know he's looking for that yet. He just wants something uh, stronger to be able to pierce the suit and shoot to kill. Do you think his obsession with stopping Batwoman will lead him to team up with Alice? No. No? Or maybe? I think he's too (laughs) (laughs) self-righteous. I'm not saying it can't happen. I just don't think that's the route to go. I think he's too self-righteous about being on the right side of the law. If uh, like if if the crows get stripped of their contract to protect the city because he spiraled out of control toward the end of next season, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not gonna speculate a whole season ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know what the next two episodes were gonna hold, yeah. <laughs> or even if they're really gonna start filming in January. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or if we have another Batwoman yet. Right. So I'm sure we don't yeah. yet. Um, it, 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 when has Kryptonite been like the the bat killer? I don't. I don't think it's about the the rock itself. I think it's about the the hardness of it. Yeah, it's not the fact that it is, uh, you know, it's radiation, which, like, theoretically, that doesn't Lex end up getting, like, cancer because he's playing with kryptonite so much. So, like, yeah, yeah, it's just it's an otherworldly material that is so dense it can penetrate the suit. I guess that makes sense when they kind of now you said it like that, that they set that up, you know, because what I don't know what the, the, the percentage or whatever he said mathematically was to take it to break it down to the dust. It was like a 40 ton uh, uh, press. Yeah. So if you figure if it takes that much to destroy it, it should be able to penetrate. Okay. All right. I buy it now. (laughs) Again, this is why we do this shit. So we could talk it out. I was like, because I I think we get caught up with like headcanon and everything that we know from like the the DC world. And we're like, I don't know if that's a thing. And is, you know, the fact that, you know, this, the, I guess the only element that not that the bat suit was made to be penetrable by kryptonite, but that kryptonite is the only thing hard enough to penetrate the suit. Um, is that all just going to be coincident or is that somehow going to play into, you know, characters we're going to see next season and how kryptonite affects them. Is it just an element they already had? So they figured they'd run with it because or they wrote this- it back in the crossover that, Supergirl gave her a little bullet-sized chunk of kryptonite. Conveniently. Conveniently. Yeah, I don't know. I think the whole point of it being that small, though, is just so that it's, like, it's enough, but it's also inconspicuous. Mm -hmm. So hopefully no one will come looking for it. (laughs) 
I don't know. I, 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 it's for a purpose. Whatever, whatever they're doing is for some larger purpose of super and bat story. And I think that's the bottom line. And I mean, knowing Um, now that the crossover next year is going to focus around, you know, those characters, you know, you can speculate wildly or you can sit and wait because either way we're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we have like seven months to figure it out mm-hmm. at, at the pace we're going. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh, I think it's going to be a weird, a weird mess of everyone trying to kill the bat next season. It's going to be. It's going to be really strange. It's like we've got a weird crossover that I'm preemptively disappointed in because it's not a supergirl and batwoman crossover it's superman and lois and we know that the kryptonite stuff is all gonna come to a head with that so i'm sure that won't like the kryptonite storyline won't end or go away until at least then um but now we've got a dead mouse because Alice poisoned him because she is so obsessed. She can't walk away from looking for the kryptonite and can't let him leave her because she's super codependent, but murdering him is better. Um, (laughs) Question mark. Yeah. I I didn't realize that the name of this episode was Oh Mouse until right before we started recording, um, because that obviously would have given it away and made me feel much less good about immediately predicting that she was going to kill him when he said he was leaving. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it it was, uh, it was, it was weirdly emotional watching her talk to him when he was dying. Cause she's very obviously upset. It's so messed up. She's very obviously like grieving this already and, and regrets that she has to do this, but it obviously has to happen. Um, She's so sincere in her grief about him dying, but yet that is still somehow the better option as opposed to letting him leave and then joining up with him later. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, this... <laughs> She's so broken. This was a great episode for Alice because her her confronting the geology dude about kryptonite, she was fucking intense in that scene, too. It was just all of the Alice scenes in this episode were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she, uh, man, she creates her masterpiece, as she says, and gives Tommy Elliot Bruce face. Full blown um, what do you, hush what do you guys think play. about? Huh? Full blown hush is in play. Yeah. Full blown hush. Um, what do you think about the guy that they cast as Bruce? I expected older. I don't, I don't know why in my head, but I I, I kind of just expected. Because at this point, we know they like Joker's been dead for how long? I mean, I I feel like you know Bruce has gone for three years. He's been Batman for an amount of time, but also they keep talking about well, not keep, but the few times they reference the GCP at PD at all, it's Commissioner Loeb, not Gordon. Um, so we know that this like it it has to still be relatively early in his career um and he and tommy are essentially the same age so when we saw tommy in episode two or three or whatever it was you knew how old yes it makes sense Mm -hmm. i i I guess just in my head just just kind of playing out like the the timelines of what did they say joker's been dead for five years and all this (laughs) other stuff it kind of made me think like we were dealing with a mid-40s bruce because you would you would have and, to I mean because what was the original like kind of canon age wise when he first puts on the suit like twenty seven twenty eight um, I I think it's more like twenty five I I, but. I think it's been you know more or less established because of um, just fucking campiness and why not twenty seven that's why I thought is yeah okay um, and so that in my head I'm like twenty seven. If, if like you wouldn't kill Joker right away, yeah. but five years plus then 
And so just playing that in my head. And then three years on top of that, I just was expecting an older, not like a, you know, old man, Bruce, but yeah. definitely an older one. Yeah. But again, it's CW. So we got to make sure. Papa Kane's the oldest character we're ever going to see. Yes, exactly. I thought, I swear it was 25 that he came back to Gotham and started being Batman. And like, I don't know, at least in like the beginning of, of Batman history, I think Bruce was 26 when Dick came into his life. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Never have enough dick in your life. <laughs> never, never too early to get some dick in your life. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, like... Uh, Originally, can you, can you ever have too much dick in your life? I wish too big I, of a dick. I wish there had been two dicks. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. twenty five is probably a safe thing. It's just because, like now, presently, since probably like New Fifty Two, maybe even before that and onward, because Detective Twenty Seven, they just like the the number twenty seven is um like the number that means everything these days. But yeah, twenty five is probably a safe bet as well. I mean, I just, I just fact checked just to be, just to be that person. Um, and I, I guess, I don't know. I guess the, the most recent age that Bruce was in comics, like confirmed was like 31. Um, which is just bizarre because apparently he still started when he was 25, but then he still had all these Robins and stuff and was 31. I don't know. It was bizarre. Going through a lot of, anyway. a lot of Robins. But and- yeah. Re- reboots ruin all of it. I mean. Everything. Um, Everything. Well, not even reboots, really. It's that he he becomes Batman. He ages like three years and then he stops aging while all of the Robins <laughs> continue to grow up. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. No, I guess it convinced me that Dick and Bruce aren't just the same age now. Bruce is a leap, baby. I guess. Yep. I guess he got in. I guess he got engaged to Catwoman at forty-one. That's that's not canon, Nepal. Um, because like he came back to Gotham at like twenty-four, twenty-five. Took in Dick Grayson at twenty-six. Dick leaves for college at twenty-nine, and he takes in Jason Todd. Dick leaves for college College. at twenty-nine. I feel better about my no. life. <laughs> You're an idiot. Batman is 29 oh, at that point in time. <laughs> now I feel worse because I don't Jason. have a son in college. <laughs> um, Jason. Um, Jason dies when he's 31. At 33, he takes on Tim Drake. At 38, he finds out Jason is alive. At 40, he takes in Damien. Um, at 41, he gets engaged to Selena Kyle. And like, this still doesn't make any sense. A lot of shit going on. Um, yeah, he's a busy man. God damn it. Uh, l- looking yeah. at the guy like out of costume, um, that they cast, uh, I, I buy his kind of Bruce Wayne look. Um, yeah. So uh, I think the casting is okay like he 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 looks a lot better with like the the five o'clock shadow kind of bruce that they have like the pictures of him up Mm -hmm. on the internet um what i always wonder about is i want to see his size up to people because it was one of those things that is he is he a taller well-built man yeah i i want to see what the size is because i i remember looking at the crossover and thinking wow brandon routh is way bigger than tyler is you know, when it comes to being a Superman and, and even Tom Welling, you know, when when they had those scenes, you're looking mm-hmm. at like other people that had played Superman. You're like those, you know, oh, Tyler looks good. Yeah. But those Tom- guys have like the stature. Tom Welling did that thing where like he went through second puberty when he hit like 35 and just became <laughs> a wall. <laughs> I'm happy to report that he is only off of actually, no, he's the exact same height as Batman. He's six okay, two. So he is a bigger dude. He's a bigger dude. Um Bruce Wayne canonically is six two as well. So he's the exact same height as Batman. Okay. Uh, so 
I'll 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 buy that again. I, I bought Tyler until he stood next to other people that played Superman. I was like, oh shit, you are. But no, this this guy is tall. What's your Instagram guy? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think especially knowing that this guy is not the um. He's not the star. He's not no. the main focus of this show. Also, I'm looking at a picture of him shirtless from a show in, on Sci-Fi, and mm. he seems pretty buff there. So I think we're going to be okay, I guys. Don't, I think I think he's good. Enough. I don't anticipate it, but do you think things could escalate to Batwoman versus fake Batman? I don't think we'll see him in yeah. a suit. Um, I think they will keep him strictly Bruce Wayne. Um, to not like overdo it on the show and stray too far from, mm-hmm. you know, Batwoman. But um Yeah. I mean it's it's fucking we have a Bruce Wayne now, so the cards are on the table. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll uh we'll have to see how that goes. But I think I think at the very least, like out of suit, um because we don't know where Bruce's bat suit is. Or, well, at least how many he had, because theoretically his suit was modified to create the Batwoman suit. Yeah, but, like, I find it hard to believe yeah, that... Yeah, he got, like, a dozen. Yeah, I find it hard to believe that Luke would let her just take his only suit and repurpose it. I think that was an older model of his suit. So, I yeah, I don't know. But, like, I think suit aside... Um, there could be some gadget stuff Yeah, in a fight. I mean, a bat versus bat would be a great reason to uh, bring in some bat wing reinforcement. Yeah, it would be. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to know how much of a role he's going to have, you know, outside of just, um... Him being Tommy being Bruce. I I don't know. I don't know if we're really ever going to see. Batman come back. And if that even were to happen, it would probably throw off the show completely. And if it doesn't happen, then if it happens, we have another Supergirl Superman issue yeah but if it doesn't happen and this show goes on for a few years do we just assume batman's just gone and like batman doesn't exist on this world anymore and now it's just batwoman she takes over his place entirely so it's it's going to be interesting no matter what yeah, choice how they, how they make. played it out um and they probably have a timeline kind of set up of of you know story points and they've probably already made that decision um say uh, I got to admit to this. I was trying to look up the shirtless picture and I accidentally cut Bruce Wayne out of the article instead of the actor's name and try to paste <laughs> it into the browser. <laughs> Bruce Wayne shirtless I'm like, images. I'm like, let me look at this guy. Ooh, and I'm save like, his background. Like, why did I just paste in Bruce Wayne? Why did I cut out instead of Warren Christie? Uh, anyway, I, uh, I sent you guys a pretty saucy picture for you to check out of, of our new Bruce Wayne. Okay. I don't know what show this oh was my God, from, he's got a gag but it's him in. with a ball gag in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is the early bat suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is how we got started. <laughs> Some light BDSM is, got him into like, hero vigilanteism. Yes. This is why the I like the leather suits. Oh. <laughs> All right. Hey, DC on RMD listeners, if you love our shows, please share with your friends and review. With every share and or review, you help our show climb those charts. Wherever you listen, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Play, remember to share those links each and every episode. So let's uh, let's wrap this season up. Let's let's talk about this. Bob, do you want to take point? Yeah, uh, so at the end of every season, we kind of have our different categories that we throw out there so we can do a little kind of uh, who we appreciated and reflection on the season. Um, and so I'm going to start off with who do you guys believe was the MVP Alice. of the season? <laughs> Not radio works, man. You just got to let me finish. <laughs> I, 
I agree 100%. <laughs> I'm not going to argue against you, and yeah. I don't think anybody will. Um, well, it's always one of those things. We, we talk about that. Um, I've said this on multiple shows. I think he said what you're about to say, like, right before uh, the show. Like an hour ago when yeah. I was recording Stargirl, villains make the seasons. Um, without a good villain, it doesn't mean shit for a, a, a superhero show. And I think Alice is probably one of the best villains that we've had in the Arrowverse in some time. I'm so glad she didn't die. I think we all are. I mean, what, what would we do? We'd have Sophia or Sapphire or whatever her name is to worry about next year. No, I want I want Alice around. So you agree, Lauren? I agree. I agree. It's all it's all about Alice. I mean, and that's weird to say, but it totally is. She's the best character on the show, hands yeah. down. I mean, and they're a bunch of good characters. So, um, and for her to stand out like this is actually pretty awesome. So, um, mo- most character growth, you know, think about the characters at episode one to episode 20. Which one has made like the biggest strides for you guys? I think, I mean, like, I do. I don't necessarily want this to be my pick, but I feel like you have to say Sophie because we all fucking hated her for like the first uh, half of the show, and now she's like yeah. very tolerable slash enjoyable. Yeah, no, you're totally did, right. Did you have somebody else in because mind? I, I mean, I wanted to pick Luke or Mary or like you know any of yep. the other characters that had development because it's almost everybody on the show. But like fucking Sophie, Sophie is the category. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could be because the category is most character growth, and that's true. Every character grew. Everyone grew into their role. Um, Mary only got more likable as time went on. She's a fucking precious little gem who must be protected at all times. Um, And Luke is amazing. He was... We were like, well, he's all right for the first couple episodes, and now he's just incredible. Love him. Cannot go without him. He's... He's integral to the team, has to stay. Um, but yeah, Sophie, we straight up hated her. And now she's like, yeah, she's fine. Pretty good. I still, she still makes questionable decisions from time to time, but she's at least acting with more integrity yeah, it, to herself and to other people. And she's more likable because yeah, of it. Definitely. So yeah, she's, she's had the most character growth for sure. What was your favorite moment or best moment of the season? I mean, it's hard to think back over 20 episodes to, to pinpoint one thing. But is there anything that stands out more? I I personally, I think I'm going to go generic and just go with like the portrayal of the Bat character accurately and like effectively using the gadgets doing the stealth stuff the uh you know the the grab the off the building like drop land on the car quick you know quick pan shots um the you know just a lot of the fight scenes i think just like being a bat character on tv has has been pretty enjoyable to watch yeah i don't know that there's any one specific standout best moment because there has been so many and they've been so different from everything that Paul's talking about and like the action and the way that they shoot the bat and her portrayal of that and the way they handle the action and just the movement the physicality of the character and the way that it kind of it feels more like comic and video game Batman than it does movie Batman and to me that's good Um, with the exception of Ben Affleck Batman. I think that was probably the closest on screen for movies yeah. um, to, to the right kind of physicality. Um, but I, I honestly don't know. I cannot pick a single moment because it's just been such a steady incline yeah. of, of greatness. Uh, I think the one moment that is going to stand out for me is when they did that practical effect with the motorcycle and, and the hook and yanked that dude fucking just straight <laughs> off the bike. I don't know why. That, that was like the one that popped right in my head. I was like, that, like, 
that it's like a Batman moment where you're just like, holy shit, they just fucking did that. And that guy's really rolling off his motorcycle. Like, the shit out of that guy. <laughs> yeah, like some stem person <laughs> just got fucking tossed like that. Hopefully that wasn't the one that died on set. Someone died on set? I think that was one of the things that happened too. Yeah, I, I believe somebody died on set, but I don't know. I think it, I think it was a lady. It was, yeah, and I think it was early on. Yeah, it was like pretty, pretty early on. But, um, oh my god. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah. So that that was one of those moments for me that I was just like, oh my god, like this is legit. This is something that we really hadn't seen before. And, and you guys are, are both absolutely correct, and that the portrayal of the bat and the movement and the fighting and everything was just so perfect for me again, just with camera tricks and quick stealthy moments. And um, th- those were the things that I appreciated that they didn't try to, you know, do like long played out action scenes. It was quick. It was, you know, not brutal, but i um, trying to think of a word here, but just e- efficient, efficient Every strike counts. Yeah. You know, just the way you would expect a bat person to fight. So. Yeah. Um, just just for the sake of it, because we're talking about it. Um, it wasn't a stunt person that was injured on set. Um, I don't know if she ended up dying or something, but she was paralyzed. Oh, it yeah, was a production right. assistant. Oh, that sucks. And she was... She suffered spinal injuries on March 11th, just before the show suspended production, um, when the bucket of a boom lift lowered onto her head. She has she had a burst T12 and a T11 something. I don't know. But yeah, it's she's currently paralyzed and cannot feel anything from the waist down. Um, I didn't mean to kill her. She... <laughs> She was unable to hear the lift coming down above her due to the noise from traffic above where filming was taking place. So she, uh, yeah, she was just help helping prepare a filming location and it was an accident with the boom lift. Okay. That sucks. I knew it was something. I just figured anytime I hear accidents on set, it's a stunt person. What's up? What's up with all those fucking spine injuries on the show? Shit. (laughs) God. Um, yeah. Right. So any any other no, any th- other th- things? Those were uh, the three things I wanted to hit up and uh All right. Cool. Let's take a quick break and then we'll rate this. Open sesame. It's been a while since I have watched the animated series. And now that it's available on the CBS All Access app with all the rest of the Star Trek series, I have been going back and watching it, and I popped on the first episode to prepare for this discussion, and I was blown away. Yeah, same here. I'm like, this is so good. I was really worried I was going to get, like, nostalgia glasses. Yes, and I, I, we, Dave, I told you that when we were preparing for this. I'm like, I'm afraid to watch this. Yeah. Because when I watched it a long time ago, I loved it, and we all know how that panned out when it comes to Willow. (laughs) I always, that's always my go-to. I still, I still watch Willow. As a kid, I loved Willow, and then they re-released it. I'm like, yes, fucking Willow! This is gonna be the best night of my life. <laughs> then you sat down. And I wanted to die. <laughs> I wanted to die. You are the greatest swordsman in the world. Star Trek from the holodeck, exclusively on Rain Man Digital. Head over to RainmanDigitalMedia.com or search for it wherever you listen to podcasts. And simulation. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus... 
free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. All right, we are back. We're going to rate this episode and then I think this season overall, overall, right? Yep. Okay. Um I I'll I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Oh, you went first on Legends too. Oh, I did? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> cool. What did I what did I rate Legends? I don't know, you didn't You were talk. too quiet. And so we just kind of moved oh. on. We don't. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. I was probably lost in thought. Couldn't no. come up with a number. Um this week for me is going to be, I'm going to say an 85. This was a solid, solid episode. It gave us a lot, but didn't feel like we, it didn't seem long. It didn't seem like it was dragging to get through stuff and nothing felt messy or out of place. Um, overall, the season, <clears throat> that one's tough. Are we, I think I should think we just it, do a round of episode and then a round of season or just double up each person? Just double it up. All right, fine. Yeah. I don't know the rules, guys. The rules uh. is always follow the lead. <laughs> <laughs> whatever she wants to do, we follow. Interrupt um. and second guess the lead whenever possible. <laughs> Perfect. I think I'm going to go 85 for the season. Okay. I think it was I think it was a solid solid time. Um there were some missteps here and there, but they weren't big enough for me to not love this show. Um and there's of course, you know, always a little edge of CW cheese here and there with like romantic moments or whatever. Um, it was pretty light on the cheese for a CW. It was show. Pr- Pretty light on the cheese, yeah. But I mean, it just overall, I think, I think it was just really good. And I, I like, I almost want to rate it higher, but I, I try to be a little bit conservative when rating the whole season, especially since I haven't like rewatched it all within the past week or two. Um, so I'm gonna go with an 85. Yeah, no, you know what? 85 for this week, 88 for the season. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Who wants to go next? I'm going to do 89 for the episode because <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you know, there, there were a lot of things that I would have liked a little bit more elaboration on. And I would, I would have loved even just to know, you know, without even seeing it, just what, how was this supposed to end? You know, those, those that, questions those that we'll never questions. fucking get yeah. the answer to. I had the shit, same shit from when we were covering Swamp Thing. It was like mm-hmm. when it fell off, I was like, God damn it. But the, like, generally, uh, it really, it set up a lot for next season. Um, we have a really good understanding of, you know, we're going to have some, some, Hush Bruce. We're going to have some Crows conflict. Um, I'm sure we'll get some more Sophia whatever the fuck her name is. And uh, I mean, we may or may not see Alice in like a spotlight, but she's definitely still going to be around. Um, so I'm, I'm jazzed about, you know, all of that. And we don't have to like sit and wonder now at this point, all we have to do is wonder who they're going to cast as a new Batwoman, And that's concerning, but um, you know, we know what the rest of the season is going to entail. Like pretty much I'm, I'm, like realistically, I'm, I'm fairly certain that those guys are going to be the whole season. So, um, you know, faith there. Um, and any any other issues that I had with it can kind of just be chalked up to filming issues and the virus. And yeah. I don't want to hold that too hard against it. Not uh, their fault. So yeah, this episode I'm going to do an 89, and the season overall I'm going to do a 90. I, uh, I very much enjoyed it. It had a lot of opportunities to disappoint me and it rarely or yeah, we'll say rarely did. Um, I want to say that probably by the time this episode we're recording right now gets uploaded, I think the whole season should be on Netflix and I'm really going to be pushing people to watch it that haven't. Um, so I want that number to back that statement. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to go uh, 80 for the episode. Um, again, I just, it, it, it's hard for me to not think of it as a finale. And I expect a lot from the finale and it just sucks, but, but that's going to be, that's my head cannon. And I'm going to do an 83 overall for this season, um, which is pretty good. Um, it's, it's definitely worth the watch. It was surprising that they didn't fall into, you know, CW tropes. They didn't lose their way. They didn't spend six episodes trying to find their way, um, which are all not downfalls, but growing pains for mm-hmm. a, a brand new show. Yeah. Um, that That's what you run into a lot. And so for, for this to be the kind of the first season and everything else, it was, it's gotta be one of the most solid first seasons I've seen in quite some time. Um, and so that's where I lay for this. All right. So what are, what are we at? What's the total Paul? I assume you were doing math. The, um, the episode was an, 89 and 85 and uh what 80 and an 80 so i i don't know i'm just i'm just gonna stop talking now because i had it up and i'm not super confident that i had the right numbers now so somebody else do that because i have the uh well, we'll just have, give the season finale the season we'll overall. Call it good. what's the season overall uh an 87 which is pretty damn good yeah that's actually pretty incredible <laughs> all right so 87 for the season overall. Um, like Paul said, it should be on Netflix soon for anyone that's for some reason listening to this that hasn't watched it or wants to rewatch it. And then um, wants to push it on their friends and family. Yeah. There's an easy way to watch <laughs> it now. HBO yeah. Max has it too. Mm. Do they? Mm-hmm. Which just dropped the day that we're recording this. Yep. And yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this season of DC on RMD Batwoman edition. We will catch you next season with a new Batwoman and new episodes. Thanks for listening. Who are you, bitches? Mother of God! Would you look at the time when you came here? You had an hour. 